hot off the news of Disney announcing a bajillion new shows, we ended uh, season two of The Mandalorian, and we're going to chat about it on episode 89 of the podcast. Cue the music. This is the way. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. Uh, Jess is going to be out for just a little while working on um, some other things at the moment, but she will be back. In the meantime, I'm going to be uh, cycling in some fun guests. Uh, one guest who he has been on the podcast a handful of times over the years, uh, collaborator and uh, man behind Deft Pictures, Josh Sibley. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. I feel kind of like uh, have some big shoes to fill. <laughs> the man behind Deft Pictures. Yeah, I mean, filling in for Jess. I don't know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought I was being interviewed for my extensive knowledge of the Mandalorian. <laughs> extensive knowledge. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're going to be talking all about season two of The Mandalorian. The finale just happened uh, a couple days ago as the, uh, buh, buh, buh. a couple days ago uh, at the time we are recording this. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that finale that has had people buzzing all over the internet. Um, there are going to be spoilers, just so you know. If you haven't watched it, I mean, guys, just go, you could rent Disney Plus for uh, a month and binge all 16 episodes it's, it's a, yeah it's a very quick show to get through uh i know from experience it was only about uh a couple months ago that i binged all of season one right in time for season two to start so it's, it's very very easy i'm sure you've binged things of much uh <laughs> much bigger magnitude as far as length and episodes per season and seasoned and all that stuff so it's a very easy watch but before we jump too far into that, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you know, uh, check us out. Uh, give us comments, likes, and all that on Spotify. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, we have plenty of content on the Entertainment Buffet YouTube coming to you, including uh, sketch videos, other podcasts, and a wide variety of content on the way, especially uh, coming into 2021 here soon, which, oof, that's still Seems weird to say. Uh, Everything's <laughs> be back to normal January 1st. That's what I was promised. <laughs> Everything's back to normal right away. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, let's just, you know, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the, the Mando season two finale. Uh, Josh, what were your initial thoughts on this finale? Because I was a little delayed in watching it. I didn't watch it. Uh, I think it usually drops, what, midnight on Thursday or so? Yeah. Um, so technically Friday morning. Uh, I, think I, didn't like, watch I think it's like 3 a.m. or something like that. So yeah. it's like 2 a.m. Central time. Yeah, so I, I I didn't watch it until Friday night, but all throughout the day I was trying to avoid social media because everyone's just like, oh my God, Mandalorian, oh, the feels, like, oh, I'm crying. You're not crying. I, I'm not crying. You're crying. You know, like all kinds of posts of that variety. I was not spoiled, but I was just like, all right, so some shit goes down. Um, I need to stay off Facebook and Twitter before someone ruins it for me. Mm -hmm. 
were, were you spoiled on the big surprise or what were your thoughts on the big surprise? No, you know, I saw a article that was said something like, uh, you know, Mandalorian has a big reveal or like the way it was phrased made it sound like there was a twist. So I kept, I kept waiting for it to be like, Grogu's actually Yoda or, you know, just something like he's a Sith Lord. Yeah, he's actually he, evil. <laughs> he's actually evil, but like that never happened, obviously. And so I guess I didn't get anything spoiled other than they said a new show was coming, which obviously the end uh, credit scene set that up yeah but i didn't i didn't have anything spoiled for me which was which was nice so i went to it pretty clean um i wasn't expecting the the last scene and like yes. when it when it happened we're, you know, we can talk spoilers right but, yeah yeah we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're spoilers it's, okay it's, I, I know you said it but i just want to double check warned. before i start dropping yeah when luke yeah. showed up um at first i was like oh my god luke and then i i was kind of like oh no i kind of wish they hadn't done this I kind of wish they hadn't brought him in. Like, I liked that it was so separate from the rest of the Star Wars. And now it's like, oh, no, now he's tangled up in it. Well, so I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that see both sides, you know. Um, one thing that I'll bring up it reminded me of is uh, Rogue One, the, the kind yes. of the ending of Rogue One, which a lot of people, it was one of their favorite parts of Rogue One, which is just this insane, let's have Vader be a badass um for like one scene and it's like 20 uh, seconds it's very short it's very short but everyone loved it and like it's the last two minutes of the movie yeah it's so quick but it was so well done and so i was thinking to myself um so obviously a few episodes prior uh they had the whole scene where like grogu is on this rock and like sending a signal out to other jedi and ahsoka tana pretty much said like if another jedi comes um that you know, that's what's, that's the deal. And so he sent the signal out, but then he gets captured. I'm like, well, the writer and myself is like, well, a Jedi has to come because they set that up. It feels like Chekhov's gun if they don't pay that off. Uh, and then, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, this takes place after Return of the Jedi. So Yoda's already dead. Obi-Wan's been dead. Uh, we already showed Ahsoka Tana. It's not like she's going to be the surprise reveal. I thought so, she like, was. I really did. So I was like, who who else could it be? Like, do they bring someone back from the dead? But they already did that with Boba Fett. So like, would that be cheap? You know, it's, oh, it's Mace Window. It's a very old Samuel L. Jackson because <laughs> Disney's not paying him enough with Marvel Studios. Uh, so I, I just kind of figured, I was like, you know, I, who, I bet they're going to do something with Luke uh, because it makes sense for the timeline. And also he's like the only jedi that could show up um and also at well, some point see my money was on there, there's a couple jedi you're missing well my my money was gonna be on ezra bridger who's from the rebel show which uh ahsoka was a part of and some of the other stuff they've been borrowing for that dave filoni created that in clone wars so my money was on that or there was a cow something or another it's from the video game one of the video games is canon and he's Which, also a surviving Jedi. So I, I thought they were going to bring like the, the live action counterparts in for these guys. Which I should specify, I have not seen any of the animated shows. That's uh, why I I'm here. <laughs> I didn't see the animated movie. Josh has way what more knowledge. There was an animated movie? <laughs> well, there was the Clone Wars movie. Oh, yeah. It's like three episodes smashed together. And they have like, <laughs> I think Christopher Lee does the voice of Count Dooku, but that's the only, it's terrible. 
it's is awful. It, I, well, that's the thing is like a lot of people kind of forget that it was a thing. I think they were hoping like, oh, this could be a whole, you know. <laughs> I mean, it launches a really good show. It's just the, the beginning of it's really rough. Yeah. So I, I was, as someone, I was like, well, a general, I, I don't want to say general audience Star Wars member, but a non- extended uh show and video game knowledge i've read some comic books but um just for i was thinking to myself it's got to be luke um and uh then the way that they kind of set it up that they're all trapped there i was like okay like this is clearly they're going to get rescued uh i think i turned to my girlfriend and i said deus ex jedi you know like <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth and he just comes in and just mows down these uh these droids like they're wow they, they gave him no trouble like they, <laughs> they were like they they were worse than the the rebel soldiers in the hallway with vader they yeah. kind of like just stood there and let luke slice him to pieces yeah which i think the thing much like the rogue one moment with vader is these directors who are making the Mandalorian either grew up watching the original uh, or, you know, maybe were a little bit older. So like they've all been fans for probably years and much like, and we'll talk more about Boba Fett later. It's kind of like their chance to do what they want with these characters. And mm -hmm. I'm sure they pitched like, Oh, well, what if we just have like one scene with Luke? It's much like the Vader thing. Like it'll get a bunch of people, you know, freaking out and, uh, it'll just be a badass moment. We get to see green lightsaber, black outfit Luke, which like so many people thought was like badass from Return of the Jedi. Uh, so I felt like that was them kind of like fanboying, being able to use that character. <laughs> In the height of his power too, because we never, we never saw that. We saw Luke kind of uh, almost being a Jedi. I mean, he was, he was kind of a Jedi. I mean, he really, he really only trained for like five hours in Dagobah. So apparently you don't need to do a whole lot of training in the, yeah, well, then like there's they, the gap between Empire and Return like, of Jedi. It's like six months, though. It's only like six months. Oh, or, that's true. It's not, it's not a lot. I mean, did he go back to Yoda multiple times? <laughs> He's one time, which it's like, you know, no one ever talks about that time in between Star Wars. Like, what happened between five and six? Like, what did they do? What took them a year to get? I mean, like, Lando leaves in, in like, Han's clothes to go to Tatooine. So is he like undercover for like a year <laughs> and then they show up? I've always wondered this. <laughs> Don't say that because you know that they're going to make that a show someday. It <laughs> just, needs to be. They're, they're going to just make television shows that connect all the different things that may have gaps. I mean, Rogue One movie was entirely developed around a plot like, uh, uh, what would you say? A, a plot uh, hole. It's a plot a, hole. A, a plot let's, let's hole in the first movie, or at least something that a lot of people questioned, and they made an entire movie around it. <laughs> the plot hole became an entire plot. Let's just say that. <laughs> I want to start. So it, you didn't see Clone Wars, but um, when Disney Plus brought it back, mm -hmm. they they the last four episodes take place during Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So they do a lot of like, you know, stuff with like Maul and Ahsoka and some of the clones, like something you never thought you, that you needed. And it's actually better than Revenge of the Sith, like as a, as a the storytelling thing. But that's what I want them to do is I want them to make like movies or, or animated shows that take place during the movies already. So like, you know, I mean like, you know, the scenes where we're seeing Han Solo, what's Luke doing? You know, let's just let's just really fill it out so that each movie becomes this, like, eight-hour event. <laughs> See, that makes me think of the amazing comic book I read. Uh, have you ever heard of the characters Tag and Bink? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which they I think almost there was some reference to them, wasn't there? In, in they, um, solo there was, or something? There was going to be a cameo, but I believe it got cut. Uh, um, but yeah, they, these are just two characters who they were stormtroopers or whatever that were always like in the background, and their entire comic book story is just you know, oh, who was the person who, like, shot C-3PO to fall over? Oh, uh, like, off-screen? Yeah, off-screen, and they're like, oh, it's them, and, like, all these off-screen things. Oh, so they're, like, the, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the Ex Star Wars universe? Exactly. For those who know that from Shakespeare, they're, they're exactly the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Um, I want the, that. <laughs> the Lion King one and a half of Star Wars. I want that movie. Um, we're going to be getting, you I'm know, sure we are. <laughs> we're gonna be getting so much disney plus star wars content like make tag and bank happen but um anyway so yeah that i think the here's what it's hard to say now because we obviously don't know where the mandalorian show is going to go but i think this luke cameo will work if he never comes back you know like if this come back i mean they, ha they have to bring him back well, because Grogu it, it, can't be gone. I mean, like he, you, you, I don't know if you see it in my, my screen behind me. I got, I got a little. He's just a child at this point, but a little Grogu pop Funko. You know, I mean, they're they're not going to get rid of that cash cow. Well, well um, they they can bring Grogu back, but they don't have to bring Luke back. Because, like, let's be honest, like that technology, like, sure, it looked fine, but there's parts where I'm just kind of looking at. It, I'm like, eh, this. Uh, this face swapping stuff it, it just like it like a lot of people were very iffy about the grand moff tarkin stuff in rogue one or like the lay because he looked like the walking corpse like it just it's i don't know it i think it's gonna be special if this is it you know just let it go we can bring grogu back at some point but not luke make it just this badass moment it happened and don't fixate on it but if like you said if like now he becomes too ingrained in like popping in every now and then then i'm like all right well now it's not special you know mm -hmm. it's it's not uh it's just another thing <laughs> which we've we've gotten luke we've gotten go watch the original trilogy go watch uh last jedi like he he's in plenty of stuff we don't need him to be now infiltrating the mandalorian series which was doing so well by introducing new characters or bringing in these live action adaptations of animated characters that we don't yeah. need uh luke to come back you know we don't need a han cameo or a chewy cameo and yes we oh, got that's a, gotta happen that's we got happen. a fucking r2 cameo because god forbid we never have r2 <laughs> that yeah that was just like you know i i can't think of another franchise that milks its fan service as much as star wars does and i'm a, I'm a huge star wars fan don't get me wrong but I look at Star Wars when I watch it through like two lenses. Like one of it is like the Star Wars fan. They get super excited by seeing Luke, you know, just kicking ass, killing a bunch of battle droids or whatever those things were. And and then also like from like the filmmaker kind of storyteller perspective where I'm like, stop doing fan service every five seconds. Yeah. For, yeah. See, for me as, um, and like, we'll, we'll dive more into this once we finish the finale talk, but like, the reason why the Ahsoka Tana, uh, which am I saying that right? I don't even know if I'm saying uh, it right. Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tana. Her first name's Ahsoka, so we just say Ahsoka. Okay, it's Ahsoka. When they brought Ahsoka in, I had just heard of it. I had seen pictures of this character. I had never watched any of the animated stuff to where she was on and coming from, but everyone was a huge fan of hers. 
The reason I think it was fine to bring her in, um, it, it didn't quite feel like milking, is because the way they introduced her, we don't need to know, like, I don't need to see that other stuff. I'm really curious to go watch it now, uh, to watch that the animated content because a lot of people recommend it. But as someone uh, who hadn't seen it, I, I didn't feel like, well, what the fuck, who is this? You know, uh, whereas like the Luke stuff uh, can feel very, you, you know, milking it, like you were saying. It can feel like it's milking it too much because it's just like, hey, hey remember? 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 It's, it's Luke. It's Luke. It's one of the South Park <laughs> member berries. It's, well, it is. It's like, oh, remember that? Remember uh, Boba Fett? Remember... I mean, if you're talking just the just the finale, um, I definitely thought that I, I really thought that the from the um, the episode the Jedi for the Ahsoka one to up to the finale had they had a really strong run of episodes. Yes, they they really did, and I thought that the finale was one of the weaker of that that the second half of the season. Okay, um, uh, is it, it because just, most of it was built on? You know, we've set up. Mando has his little Avengers crew. <laughs> you, you know, know it, was, it was too. Yeah, it was too. It was too much. It was too. You know, okay, we know we're gonna go infiltrate the base. Yeah, here we go. Let's go, and just pew pew shoot them up for twenty minutes. And I thought that the the fight scene between I thought I mean the choreography was great, but the fight scene between Mando and um, Grand Moff Gus. Or just kind of uh, <laughs> Gideon, I think is his name, uh, Moff Gideon. Were were just kind of. Uh, I mean, I thought the choreography was really good, but it was really short. Yeah. And I wanted to see a little bit more with that. And I thought that the Bo-Katan stuff got kind of lost. Like, why didn't she mention earlier? Like, part of her plan was that she needed to, you know, beat him in battle because then maybe she should have gone with Mando to go and get yeah. Gus. Uh, That's good, Gideon. <laughs> Keep calling him that. Yeah, like that's where it's it's you know, you know a, a a thing that I like about Mandalorian, but also plays into its flaws sometimes as a show is I like that the episodes are usually never more than like fifty minutes. You know, I like yeah. that they're forty so minutes, and maybe they'll uh, take a story that could have been like an hour of television and they break it up into maybe like a thirty couple 35 minute episodes basically um but the problem is sometimes things can feel like rushed or like a, a little clunky at times you know clearly they set all this up to where you know all right he has this crew they're going to rescue you know and like you said it it's like some cool action but also uh it felt like a lot of things kind of went a little too smoothly like yes he had the battle with the one droid, which I, I liked that scene because it was just like, well, what the hell is he going to have to do to beat this thing? <laughs> uh, injects him out of the space. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's, a. I mean, I literally said out loud, like watching it. I was like, well, that was a major design flaw in that system, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to keep them right by at uh, bay like that. But just the fact people, that- this would have been the end. But just the fact that like, they didn't have to have like a final stand later with them because Luke just came and swept them all away. Now, if they had to beat some and then like maybe someone died and then like they're cornered and they're about to die and like Luke came in to be a little bit different, but like it just, like you said, it was like shootout, cool, little scene here. Oh, wait, what's this dark saber stuff? You know, it just, 
Um, I still where, don't understand the dark saber. I, I've seen everything. I don't get it. Like who? <laughs> where uh, it just... I, I I like the name Grandmoff Gus. Uh, where like Grandmoff Gus is, you know, all of a sudden turning into Sir Exposition and just like, oh, don't you know? Like you can only use the dark saber when you beat someone in battle, and like da da da. And he's just kind of like <laughs> like over here just explaining this whole oh. thing. And Mando just doesn't care. He's just like. Just take it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it reminded me of like Mando is the audience member like watching Rise of Skywalker <laughs> when, when Palpatine's like, just kidding. Actually, you guys are a force dyad, so I can use all of your power. And it's like, well, wait, what? Like, why wasn't this information brought up earlier? <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, we've only seen that dark saber. There was like one moment where he turned it on near Grogu, and like that's all we saw with it you know no, we had he, no he idea had at the end of um at the end of the first season that was the big that was the big season one reveal well i mean it's sure but like the point is like you said we didn't know this whole backstory that like you need to beat someone to have it and like you need to use it to rule mandalore and i get it they're trying to set up stuff for season three most likely but it just felt like a scene where after we had all this action now we're all standing in this room and we're talking about this dark saber when like as an audience we care that like grogu's safe uh we're like oh it's awesome that like you know we get to see luke and like this sweet moment with mando and grogu or takes his helmet off like all these things but also like oh, dark saber dark saber i'm like i i don't care you know <laughs> i i'm thoroughly convinced that the way that disney keeps dave filoni happy is being like you know what we're going to cancel the show that you're currently working on <laughs> but you're very much allowed to finish the arcs of that show in a different show. Just you got to find a creative way to put it in. I mean, because that was the the issue with um, Clone Wars was they they canceled it and he never got to finish his Darth Maul arc that because he was the one that brought back. I mean, and George Lucas was involved in that show in Clone Wars. He brought back Maul and introduced Ahsoka and Captain Rex and a couple other characters that then show up in Rebels. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things that's carried from there was there was a lot of lore around the Mandalorian culture and and everything. And, you know, it's a, a really, you know, good arc with, like, Obi-Wan. Because Obi-Wan was, like, in love with, like, Bo-Katan's sister or something like that. Oh. Because there's a whole joke that's, like, for if Obi-Wan had a nickel for every time that Darth Maul had impaled someone he loved in front of him. He'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Um, but so there was a lot of stuff with the Dark Saber was introduced in that. And okay. fun little nerdy fact for you, the the guy, the character, his name was like Previsla or something like that, which just sounds like Previs. They were like, oh, what do you want to name him? I don't know, Pre Pre Previs Vila. But he was he was like the original Dark Saber bad guy mandalore guy in clone wars and he's voiced by john favreau oh so that's how he got introduced to dave filoni i believe but yeah they can carry the dark saber through these three shows and so it's interesting that i'm just kind of like oh they're gonna keep doing this when we're gonna bring back you know obscure references from clone wars episodes (laughs) (laughs) well so yeah i i guess the finale i i i don't know i I don't want to say it didn't work at all because like i i think it was clearly just the payoff for like everything they've been setting up. Um, one thing that I'm happy about that I think some people aren't happy about, and, and I'm hoping, here's the thing. I'm hoping 
let's just say Mandalorian goes for like five or six seasons. I hope that we don't see Grogu till like season four or five. You know, like I don't want to see him at all season three, like at all. We we had two seasons of him being cute constantly. <laughs> I'll admit there's plenty of times I crack up and it's like, you know, like when a cat or a puppy is being cute, it's like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's too cute. He's too cute. He's too cute. Like, to where it just felt like a a little bit much sometimes. I love that Mando has this like structure that like he goes in these side quests or side adventures or like kind of one-offs. Um, but he had an overarching story. But like I'm just I'm kind of sick of Grogu. We had two seasons of it. I think we told plenty of story with it. He's with a Jedi. We had a mission this season to give him to a Jedi. He is. Let's go to something else. Like, if it means this Darksaber Mandalore stuff, I'm down to try something else. Well, he's a ruler of Mandalore now, technically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see that kind of stuff. I don't need more saving Grogu, uh, traveling with Grogu. Look, he's cute. Give him the little handle thing from yeah. the ship. I mean, they'll, they'll do something. I mean, to me, I, the bigger issue I had was that I think that the goodbye Grogu scene didn't pack as much of an emotional punch as it could have because we as an audience know Luke mm -hmm. and we know where Luke ends up and we know, you know, how Luke is, you know, how Luke is and Mando doesn't. Yeah. And so kind of that, that scene wasn't as, you know, to us, it's like, Oh yeah, of course I can give it to Luke Skywalker. I give my firstborn kid to Luke Skywalker. He seems like a cool guy. <laughs> I grew up with him, you know, but like, he has no idea who this is. And I kind of wish it had been a different Jedi that it was okay. this trust of like, well, we don't know if this is going to work. Okay. I mean, but then again, I mean, let's, we need to like look at the timeline. Cause like if he trains with Grogu for like 10 more years, Grogu definitely got murdered by Kylo Ren. Like we need to address that. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you know, something like Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka where he like leaves and is not a Jedi, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but um, yeah, I just, I don't want to see Luke. I don't want to see Grogu. I want them to go be a separate thing. I think we had this emotional payoff and we bring them back, then it's just, it'll lessen both the Luke cameo and or that moment where he takes his helmet off to Grogu. Um, but we got to see Grogu fight Kylo Ren, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's to me, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more Adam Driver. I mean, Grogu survived the Jedi purge, you know? I mean, it's like he, he survived this one massacre only to then have it happen again. Like the <laughs> yeah. same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, the, you know, the, the grandson of the original, you know, guy. Like, yeah, that, I just I, assume in my head, that's my new canon is that Grogu goes through two Jedi massacres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I See, that's the thing is like, then that becomes like a whole nother show you know and and i want some of my favorite stuff was mandalorian where it, he it wasn't grogu you know grogu wasn't like uh it was just like on the ship you know or in the background but was never like the main thing i loved you know i loved the episode before the finale with uh where he's with bill burr you know i loved uh well, the season one episode with Bill Burr, you know, I love. <laughs> I didn't like that one. That's probably my least favorite episode of the whole show. Which which one? The the first Bill Burr episode. Oh, really? 
it had nothing to do with Bill Burr. I thought he was fine in it, and I thought it was funny because he, he hates Star Wars so much that Bill <laughs> Burr is in, in this show. Like, it's just like a winking joke, like, you know, okay. But um, I, I, the, the, what are, I don't know what they're called, like the, I, I, you know, I watch the shows and stuff, obviously, but I, the, the Twi'lek or something like that, Twilight, you know, the, 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 the tentacly head <laughs> piece. Sure. The lady from the first season, who's not the only woman, I suppose, in that episode, um, her acting is just atrocious. She just, it's like, it's like they grabbed her off the street and were like, you want to be in this Star Wars show? And she's like, sure. I, I can't say I remember her that well. Maybe it's because I was just paying attention just, to the other stuff. It was just double cross upon double cross, you know, and as Bill Burr called him, and Hellboy was there and all sorts of... <laughs> I thought that the... I'm going to collect my thoughts and, and say this again. The, the episode, The Prisoner of season one, I think it's episode five or six, was the worst episode of the series. And people can get angry with me with that. But to me, that's when I started getting kind of like, I'm tired of this show. Like, give me some sort of like, is this going somewhere? Or like, is this just an adventure show every week? And See, I think that that's something that's not necessarily bad. Like, I do no, I don't, like... I don't either. But they, they, they couldn't find if what they were. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like, he was like protecting the, the the child and kind of on the run, you know. Uh, and then, then obviously, they kind of lost that thread. Well, they lost that one. thread, and then season two became like he was given the mission in the season one finale, like you need to return him to his uh, people, like return him to uh, to a Jedi. And so then, like it's all about him trying to find a Jedi, and sometimes he needs to do this in order to get information from this person, and he needs to go do this in order to get that. Like I don't necessarily mind that because there's an overarching angle or uh, overarching story, but it's not like it's super intertwined to every single episode, or it's just like a minor part of it. So. And then, like, the later part of the season, obviously, Grogu's taken, and now it's about that rescue. Um, but that's the thing. I was like, you know, if you keep Grogu around, like, it's going to get old. It's going to get old, and, like, I, yeah, he's cute, but, like, let's take a break from him. Now let's go maybe to this Mandalore stuff, which, like, I still don't quite understand, like, was the Mandalore, like, were they all destroyed or, like, the planet was destroyed? Like, I, I don't quite follow that or at least the way they've said things offhandedly trying to watch week to week i'm like I, wait what what's happening what I, happened to them i don't think um uh, someone can email about this or something but <laughs> i don't from my limited knowledge of star wars i don't think that the purge of mandalore they keep referring to has ever been dis like shown in canon as to okay. what it is like there was a bunch of like mandalore wars that happened Mm -hmm. like way before that that have been like discussed and, and everything and there's there's arguments if Jango Fett was a Mandalorian or not okay but I don't think that this this great purge of Mandalore has ever been shown gotcha so yeah maybe that's something that we explore in season three is him maybe not necessarily ruling but the, the, some sort of conflict with that and then maybe various adventures happen with that but like I'm I'm done with Grogu. 
Uh, I don't need more Luke. I, that's like what that's the main thing I got out of this finale. I was like, great, you paid this off. I think you did a great 16 episode story with it, but like it's time to move on and do something different. Otherwise, like this shouldn't have been called the Mandalorian. It should have been like the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, I, I agree with that. So uh the finale, you know, I think it was really focused on the the actual like rescue and like some action. Um but now let's kind of like move on and talk about just season two as a whole. Um, you know, I, I still think that uh, it's, I, I don't necessarily think I can compare like, oh, I liked season two more than one per se, because. Oh, I can. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead then. <laughs> I mean, I, I rewatched season one uh, before season two came out. Okay. Um, I liked it. I liked it more the, the second time. Um, I definitely found myself with season two, like the first couple episodes, I was like, I'll get to them. But you know, when, when they started picking up, I would, you know, I, I'm going to watch it Friday night. Like I want to watch it for the weekend. So I'm not, I'm getting spoiled. Yeah. But like season one, I mean, I think I gathered like three or four episodes where I'm like, Oh, I should probably catch up on this show. Huh? So, and yeah. So it felt like it wasn't catching you season one. It, it really wasn't. There was something about it that was just, you know, I, and I enjoyed it, but it just, it, it felt off to me and maybe I was just a little burnt. No, that came out before Rise of Skywalker, didn't it? Uh, or yeah. right around. Yes, yeah, so man, it was a little. I don't know. Um, it was not a great time to be a fan last last winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I'll admit. I mean, I avoided watching. I don't want to say avoid. Yeah, you didn't like, watch it till like this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I I I was like, I have enough on the streaming services I have to watch. I'll eventually get to Mandalorian, and I kind of liked that I had the whole season, like banked for when I was ready. Um, and then it turned out that I eventually uh, changed. Uh, I'm on a family plan uh, for <laughs> Verizon. And when we change the plan, like we get Disney plus and Hulu uh, for like what oh, we're yeah. paying for. And so I was like, well, I, I have it now. I may as well start. And then it just happened to coincide about a month or so before season two was happening. And so I was like, Oh, well let me just binge it. And then I can, follow along for season two um but yeah i i just i i'm leaning towards liking season two more than season one um but it's i think it's because um it feels like we were jumping to plenty of different uh we went to different planets we dealt with different characters we also um were able to tie in like things like ahsoka and uh you know bring bill burr's character back we're able to uh have the episode with timothy oliphant you know we <laughs> um we were able to uh let's see what boba fett. yeah and then we'll bring eventually get fett. to yeah we got to boba fett um i just think that it it did a good job tying uh calling things back to season one but uh setting things up and paying things off for season two um, it didn't stretch things too far, you know, uh, obviously the whole season was about returning him to a Jedi, uh, but like it, that's not just like, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not just like 1-800, uh, where's a Jedi? You know, like it's, a, yeah, yeah. it's like, they're like destroyed. So like, it's like, all right, so it's, it should take him time to find one, you know, so it made sense and it didn't feel like they just like strung that along or milked that um yeah i don't know i i really enjoyed season two um besides I said the, the last half of it was was really strong 
Yeah. I thought I thought they they really got it going with the with the last half. Yeah. I, I mean I think they started off kind of similar to season one where like especially the first few episodes were very much like here's this situation with a whole new set of characters and here's this situation with a whole new set of characters. Um, but then with Grogu, like once they met Ahsoka and they're like, all right, you got to go to the stone. And then like, that's where like Jedi are going to come. And like, that's when finally Moff Gideon came in and took him. It's like, okay, we are putting off Grandma Gus returning. Cause like, we knew that that was just coming back eventually. <laughs> I think we got to, oh, you know, uh, talk about like the big thing that I think a lot of people were wondering if this could happen in some fashion in Star Wars. Like there was rumors years ago of there being a Boba Fett movie. Um, but when they kick off the season, like Timothy Oliphant is wearing Boba Fett's armor. It's like, okay, is this just like a playful nod? You know, that like, hey, we don't have Boba Fett anymore. He's dead. Like, well, here's his armor that everyone loves. <laughs> so what I believe there was, a, there was a book. I don't remember. I didn't read it, but I, I heard it was, it was one of those Force Awakens tie-in books or something like that, where it was kind of like building up what happened after Return of the Jedi before that and that character that he plays that Timmy, uh, Timothy Oliphant, I can't say his name, Timothy Oliphant plays mm. is um, in that book and it's okay. referenced that the armor, he has Mandalorian armor that looks like it's been digested or something along those lines. So the, the seed was planted years ago oh, that Boba okay. Fett did survive. Yeah, which I'm sure plenty of people thought that, especially because you know, as the popularity of Boba Fett and the armor just like grew over the years, uh, I think everyone was like, there's no way that like, that's just how he died. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it, part it, of me like, kind of wish that was like, I mean, like what a, what a <laughs> punk way to go out. Like I remember once seeing a list of like the hundred most popular characters in like movie history. And there was of course a handful of Star Wars ones on there and like Boba Fett was on there. And I'm like, he doesn't do anything though. He stands there <laughs> but and he, he looks, looks really- He looks so cool. He looks so cool. <laughs> That's the main thing It's just, he looks so cool. Enough to where like they had to make Jango Fett a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you heard about these people that went to go see, um... Uh, Rogue One, and they didn't understand why Darth Vader was there or something like that. Like they didn't, they didn't get that it was a prequel. No, I. I there were there were these people. They're, they're like you consider yourself a casual fan. These are like the most casual fans. Like they they didn't understand that there was like a spinoff movie. Okay. So I'm thoroughly convinced that there was someone out there who was watching The Mandalorian, and then the episode where Boba Fett showed up, they were like, "Oh shit, this isn't <laughs> Boba Fett the whole time." <laughs> I thought I was watching Boba Fett and Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't doubt it. I, I, uh, what, what general audience, like real general, I'm, I'm still like a nerd and I've read comic books and, and I've seen the movies plenty of times. But yeah, I just haven't do dove too deep into the extended because like there's just so much there's Star so Wars much, kind of, yeah. Like it, it would have to be like the one of the main things, like the only things I'm into, and like I have other things I'm nerdy about. Well, most people think that the show is actually a prequel, and that is an actual Baby Yoda. <laughs> like they don't realize where it takes place or when it takes place. I should say. Yeah, I I really wish they could have given him a name 
like end of season one or beginning of season two. Like they did it around midway through season two, but I was just like, oh my God, everyone's just going to keep calling him Baby Yoda. And then finally it's like, oh, his name's Grogu. And then I was Stop like, thank God. Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. I was like, thank God. Um, so let's talk about how they brought Boba back. Um, you know, well, he's they, at the end of the first episode. Well, like, not that we know, you know. Oh, that, that was it, him. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it was, a lot of people were like, well, it could have been Captain Rex. It could have been any of the clones. I'm like, yeah, but why would they spend all the episode from, like, a writing perspective? Why would they spend all the episode setting up his armor only to then show some random guy standing in the desert looking at it? Yeah, I, it's it's hard to say, but I, I, I maybe it's been so long since I've seen that first episode, since it's been, like, a month or two, um, maybe even a couple months by now. Uh, that I don't quite remember. I, I remember there'd be like a shadowed figure that'd be like, who's that? You know, but well, he's, he's in the, he's cause they did sh- confirm that was him at the end of the Tatooine episode of the first season. Yeah. But I mean, like e- even so like a couple months ago or however long, you know, or maybe for some people, if they haven't seen it since a year ago, it's one of those things that you probably just like, Oh yeah, that's a thing. But like, I'm more preoccupied with like, Oh yeah, uh, rewatching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, they never explained what that was. I forgot about that." <laughs> yeah. Um so Boba Fett uh comes in in a very badass fashion. <laughs> there the, this was where like I was talking about like when they brought in like Luke with the green lightsaber and the black outfit. They're just like, "This is how you do Boba Fett." The outfit looks cool. He's cool. He's the let's, best. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's give a shout out to uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, for doing that episode. I you know there was I read an article on uh, I think it was Slash Film talking about that. Uh, he said he was he was a last minute replacement as a director. Oh, and the script was only sixteen pages, and so he beefed up the action. And I've always been curious as to who the original director of the episode was supposed to have been. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Because um, yeah, that that was the thing too was. I remember I'm watching that episode. I'm like, this is like all action, which like it was good action, but it was just oh, it was the... very, very Rodriguez. <laughs> but it was like very action heavy. But I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, like a lot of this is action. And like Grogu's just in the force field and like Mando's over here, but here's just Ming-Na Wen, that actress being a badass. And here's, you know, Boba Fett being a badass. Can we, can we talk about her for a second? Sure. I, I, I have a theory. I don't think that they were supposed to bring her back. I think that the character was super popular. Okay. Because she was, like, real dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just kind of a throwaway line where she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm part robot now. Let's move on. Don't worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. I mean, that actress was very popular with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, she's in the infamous scene with Raul Julia in Street Fighter from the 90s. You know? <laughs> oh, let's not forget she's, she's Mulan. She's the yeah. OG Mulan. The OG Mulan. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I knew when they brought her in, I'm like, how can they bring her in for one episode? You know, that seems odd. Well, they brought uh, Timothy Oliphant in for one episode. Well, like, that made more sense, you so know, because it's like... <laughs> but, like, Ming-Na Wen just popping in, I'm like, she seems like someone who, like, would fit in this show real well. Um, yeah, if they brought Amos Sedaris back for, like, a second episode, I'm like, they, they have to bring her back. <laughs> yeah, um... But yeah, they just have uh, who like that actor who you know. For those who don't know, he was obviously the actor who was in 
Clone Wars as Jango Fett, and of course Boba Fett is a clone. Therefore, oh, you mean Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Yes, I just uh, watched that last night. Like we're doing the Star Wars rewatch, and I'm standing <laughs> by that movie's terrible. Like it's much worse than the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that is that's a whole other thing. I would love to talk we, about. We won't get it. We won't get into that. But <laughs> but yeah, about how Phantom Menace is not the worst prequel movie. No, it's um, not. So. Yeah, uh, that was like such a highlight because here's a way to bring a character that everyone knows the look of. He obviously looks just like the main character with the armor and everything, but it's a way for fans to geek out again. Um, I I didn't think it was too milking the fan service uh, because, you know, he comes in and he's in a, a couple episodes here and there, but like, it's not uh he's also a very stoic quiet character he didn't just like completely take over the series you know what i mean unless of course season three is actually just the book of boba (laughs) fett and he literally took over the whole series but i think i don't think that's true um yeah you know i the only problem i had with boba fett and yeah i was like you know finally we get to see him be a badass we always imagined he was um, the only problem I had with him was uh, it was in the finale. It was when he was at that bar and he got taken out like a punk by that one that one Mandalorian. So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe Which, he did deserve that's, to uh, that part that Sarlacc pit. <laughs> that's WWE wrestler Sasha Banks who took him down. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, whatever, but still, SmackDown's t- women's t- champion t- took him out. You know, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, honestly, between her and Starbuck from uh, Battlestar Galactica, you know, I mean, he's not he's not going to fare well, but. Well, um, but let's. I looked up that actor is like pushing sixty, so like maybe the fact that Boba Fett is probably that age, it's like you know, he gets. I thought, taken you, I thought you meant. I thought you meant Bo Katan, Katie. Um, Sackoff. Sackoff. I was like, no, she's not sixty. <laughs> no, the you actor mean, who t- plays t- Boba Tamara, Fett, Tamara Morrison. Yeah. Uh, I need a list of like all the names in this so I can like <laughs> reference them because like I I can't. Um, but his his scene where in the bar and stuff and he's like basically like i'm doing the right thing and i'm helping these guys out i'm like dude like five years ago you were standing next to darth vader watching han solo be put into carbonite yeah well and that's the thing too is like they 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 found an excuse for him to be heroic and it's like maybe this is something they'll explore in like the book of boba is that like after the sar like pet thing like maybe he's changed in some way oh no he didn't i mean that, that after <laughs> credit but then, scene but that then after that credit after, scene, yes. the after credit scene he just mows down and he's like taking over but like of all the things to do why do you want to be like i don't know uh why like, darth maul do it i don't know you know I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> it just uh yeah it, it, that that show is going to be real interesting to see how they pull that off uh, with him as a lead. Uh, and obviously Ming-Na Wen is probably going to be in it. Uh, like you said, they, yeah. they, they knew when they were figuring that out, it's like, well, we have to ex- have an excuse to bring her back, but like Mando doesn't need her. Let's put her in the show. <laughs> they, I, I really, I don't think they'll do it because it's Disney. I really think that the book of Boba should, I heard it's a limited series. So I'm hoping that's true. It's only going to be like eight episodes total. Okay. And I'm really hoping that they kill him off, like, properly this time. Like, make him full-on bad. Show us the bad guy that we've always... I mean, because we, we love Darth Vader. I mean, uh, you know, when I think, you know, Star Wars is synonymous, synonymous with Darth Vader. Okay. You know, but he's a bad guy. 
You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's okay to have a bad guy. Give us well, a bad guy <laughs> and then kill him off. That's that, that's what's going to be interesting about that too is like what is that story going to be i'm sure there's books and uh both canon and non-canon and comic books and whatnot telling boba's story but like what they've set up so far it's like is he going to be like you said full-on evil and like is there going to be a hero of that show um like what uh, there's a lot of questions his his children that never never going to see their fat father again after he took over java's palace (laughs) wait he has kids I don't know. I just, I just, who knows if that guy has kids. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe, um, uh, what's the, the little the salacious crumb, you know, the little puppet guy from Return of the Jedi? Maybe yeah. he's the hero. What, I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy who, uh, was crying when, like, the big, uh, Rancor yes. monster yes. comes <laughs> back. He's like, all of you killed him. I want to see that. I want to see that. <laughs> And they get that original actor. (laughs) Please. Please do. Um, Yeah, so obviously they set up that. And we probably knew that this was going to happen, but they also set up a a Soka show. I I love that episode, don't get me wrong. But it was a backdoor pilot. It is such a backdoor pilot. I mean, it was like... Half backdoor pilot, half Mando episode. It was just like, oh, I'm going to go get Grand Admiral Thrawn and... Once again, Dave Filoni, will you please come on and do The Mandalorian? We'll let you finish Rebels. You can be on this show. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. I, I, I hope that, like, they've already made, like, plenty of spinoffs from this show. Uh, yeah, there's another. There's, like, the Rangers of the New Republic show, too, which is, like, I assume is about those two X-Wing pilots that, like, showed up <laughs> in the second episode. And they're just See, like, okay. I want... A show about those two stormtroopers, uh, but I, I think they're dead. They're um, very dead. The J- Jason Sudeikis and Jason Adam Pally. Adam Pally. <laughs> Pally. Yeah, that that those that moment, I was just like, see, you can just make a straight up Star Wars comedy movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Well, what about? Uh, well, I mean, that was also uh, Taika Waititi directed yeah. that episode, so that you know, I think that helped with his humor. Uh, Let's talk for a moment about the the storm. He wasn't a stormtrooper. He was like a, just the pilot guy at the beginning of the finale, that like was holding the doctor guy hostage. Oh, okay. What about him? And he was like, "You guys are terrorists. Like you killed millions of my like friends and stuff." And I was like, "Oh, finally, like an interesting bad guy." And then they like killed him instantly. But I was like, "I want to see more of like how the Empire views the rebels." Yeah, which. That was one thing that they kind of also got into in the Bill Burr episode um, where he was seemingly a stormtrooper. Um, and the fact that like something, it sounded like something was ordered and like- well, not to be nerdy. He was actually at an Imperial Special Bureau or something like that, ISB. So he's okay. not a stormtrooper, he's like a sniper. Okay, well- Point being, uh, and then like a bunch of his guys, uh, like buddies and whatnot, got killed. Um, and the that Operation uh, Cinder. So that is that from Rebels? <laughs> no, that was that was something that was in. Um, this was, I got really into Star Wars for a little. I mean, I've always been really into Star Wars, like really into Star Wars for a little bit. But that was the Emperor's like contingency plan. Okay. His basic, his basic, like, and this was obviously before they they resurrected him. 
but the basic idea was the emperor had this whole thing of like this scorched earth policy of like well if i'm not ruling the empire nobody's gonna have the empire and he basically set up this whole thing to like just burn down a bunch of planets great and so that's what he was and then see i thought i mean it's fan service but like the fan of me was like oh it's cool bill bird is at operation cinder <laughs> see i i think what i liked about that is like the fact that he was on that side uh, it showed him like kind of obviously he left working for the empire and obviously the empire like lost um but spoilers <laughs> um this isn't a prequel show that was actual baby yoda <laughs> yeah I, I think it just like it showed a different side uh, much like that's why i really enjoyed the finn character you know in star wars force awakens it's like oh he's someone who's just like i don't want to just be like mowing down a town um yeah <laughs> so like it that's something that i hope that they explore in some other shows um of course when they mentioned uh all these different shows they mentioned that there's gonna be a mandalore season three they mentioned there's gonna be ahsoka and then like yeah you said like that pilot show that are probably gonna cross over at some point to like some big you know thing uh avenger style um i don't know how or in what way but they they did already talk about that I think that we're gonna we're gonna see Star Wars, especially on TV, becoming more of a, um, a Marvel type universe where they are gonna have these crossover things and they'll mm -hmm. be in each other's episodes and stuff. Um, and I, I think we're also gonna see really short seasons and really short um, runs of, of shows. Yeah. I think Disney's trying to work on how we define like TV seasons. Like I think you might have an Ahsoka show that'll be one to two seasons max. Yeah. Well, and I, which is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with not every season has to be, you know, 13 episodes of something. Um, that's one thing that Netflix struggled with the Marvel shows is like daredevil was good, but then a lot of the other shows it's like, even daredevil had a lot of filler episodes. Well, uh, maybe I'll just forgive because I love Daredevil, but some of the I other mean, it's shows... A, it's, a, it's, it's easily the best of the bunch, but it, it does have some filler. Nah, maybe. But I think that um, the, a lot of people struggled with watching the rest of the shows because it's like 13 episodes is a lot, especially when they're all like 45 to 60 minutes. <laughs> That's like, it's it's a lot to do. And like, if you're not really hooked, it's it you're not going to finish it. So... I think I like the idea and it sounds like that's what they're also doing with these Marvel Studios shows is maybe they're just four episodes. Maybe they're six episodes. This Mando has just been eight episodes and I'd rather them be short seasons and they have like bigger budgets and they feel very, you know, movie like and like they can bring in different big stars to just drop in every now and then that makes more sense than trying to stretch something to 13 or 20 episodes and it be even more like, like you said, filler. Yeah. I think that there's a stigma around a TV show where it's like, well, if it ran for one season, it's not a good show, but then you slap the, the, you know, thing limited series on it, which is basically at this point saying it's just a really long movie. Yeah. We can't. We couldn't fit it in as one. I mean, because like Queen's Gambit is you know huge right now. I haven't seen the whole show, but I mean, it's basically you know a seven-hour, eight-hour movie. Which what happened to just saying miniseries? 
<laughs> why do why do we hate that term? I think it's I think there's something I think now. I think there's something about the from a marketing perspective, like limited makes you feel like, ooh, I I need to watch it because it's limited. Yeah. You know you know what I you know what I mean? I suppose, but yeah, that's one thing I was just like, what these used to be called miniseries. <laughs> well, like I mean, you, you don't go to the store and buy Oreos that say, you know, holiday season exclusive. They say limited edition. Sure. <laughs> it's like, well, limited. I have to get some. Yeah, you know, that's but, yeah. Even you though you know they're gonna be there next November through January. <laughs> uh yeah, that's true. Um so yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that D- Disney is realizing that like with their own streaming service, you don't need, they have so much content on there already and there are just going to be more over the years, like more movies and such falling on there anyway. Uh, and I, I bet there's some shows that they didn't even fully put on there um, or like some that they put partial on, whatever it may be. Um, so why not just have something last for like a month everyone love it and be loving it opposed to the more you put out like trying to stretch a season the more people can pick it apart everything they announced last week was there was nothing i think there were two things in it that were actual like new original ideas everything was based on marvel star wars or were remakes or sequels yeah so but I don't mind Star Wars and Marvel stuff continuing. It's uh, as long as they bring new things to it. And I think what Mandalorian did for a lot of people was feel Star Wars, feel like Star Wars. Um, it has some old things, but also felt just fresh. Yeah. I think my, my biggest gripe with um, the Disney Star Wars era is, I mean, besides the sequel trilogy, is that they they they're so afraid of this like 30 year gap that they've created between six and seven that mando's the first show to really be in that time and so that's Mm -hmm. exciting and i wish they'd get more into that a little bit of like what happened after the empire fell yeah but i also think that hopefully and 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 maybe not with this first run of shows but like i'm hoping that they realize that it's like there's so many other like it could take place maybe during six or seven or whatever you want to do, but there's the entire freaking universe. <laughs> like expand the universe, go all over the place. You have characters that look different and could be totally different. Um, just, or you can go thousands of years prior to characters that we know go thousand they years. Didn't they didn't They have a show that's coming out like 200 years before Phantom Menace good you know that's the thing is like don't just don't do what you did with solo <laughs> i'm sure the r2d2 will show up in it though yeah like he's just, actually he's actually been around for like 600 years and we just never him and yoda yeah the, him, the, yoda and chewbacca i mean they're the ones they can just keep milking them for forever <laughs> yeah but anyway uh i guess as far as was there anything else that really stuck out to you in season two of mandalorian um or like thoughts on like season three of Mandalorian? Uh, I'm hoping for season three, kind of like you said. I, I don't mind if we if we see Grogu, you know, I think it'd be cool to have just a little like hologram check-in on him or something. Yeah, that's like, fine, but like, like, like not little, like a significant amount. Or just, yeah, just, just something that he's keeping some sort of, you know, tabs on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would love to see more of the mythology of 
why Grogu so special and that explored. Because um, it went to a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. with with season two, uh, kind of the cloning stuff and the the tanks and the bats and and all of that. I think that'd be cool to explore. And as I said, like you know, following like the Empire trying to struggle to survive, you know, five years after they fell. Yeah. And I would love to see more of the Mandalore stuff and, and you know, just the character. I want to, you know, because they're, they're setting it up. I mean, he's, he's, he's starting to doubt his creed. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, I want to see more of him as a character. Yeah. And, it'll and be... how he, yeah, how he falls into it. Yeah, that's, I think that's why... I'm looking forward to the idea of Grogu being away is not just because like, oh, I'm sick of seeing that character, but more so like focus on something with the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian that isn't just like, oh, he was a foundling. This is a foundling. You know, he's being fatherly and this, 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 and he's questioning his creed. Like, great, great, great. Now let's keep expanding that you're questioning things what what are you what are you really about like where's your life gonna go like are you just going to bounty hunting uh or like what's the next thing no i i think my my own little personal quick take because i know we've been been talking for a while my own little personal quick take is that the name of the show is the mandalorian and i think that the 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 gist of the show is that he is an important Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian that changes things, that does something. So we're actually just seeing this guy go from bounty hunter to the Mandalorian. Yeah. That changes everything. So I don't know if that's for Mandalore, for the galaxy, for what what have you, but he is the Mandalorian that, I like that, that. the Star Wars history will remember. Yeah. I like but that. But I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um well, Josh, yeah. Any uh, any other any other thoughts on season two that you had? I liked it better than season one. Um, I thought it I thought it dragged in the in the mid part, just because it turned into every uh, every single episode was I have a quest. Okay, well, can you do this other thing instead? It's almost a suicide mission. Halfway through, they will turn on you. That's fine. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. And then you know it got a little bit better. But and uh, back to our pilots. And backdoor pilots and Beskar apparently is just like you can't you can melt it and like make armor out of it, but like lightsabers don't affect it. Yeah. But otherwise, um I thought it was a solid season. I said the finale was a little disappointing, but um it definitely made me enjoy Star Wars again. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying seeing it in a new iteration. I think it works in a television format really well. Um, that I think that was one thing that it could be difficult. That's why there, every every time a movie came out, it was always like a like there's there's three trilogies, and then even when they tried to do one offs, everyone's like, yeah, but like, is the Han Solo movie going to lead to its own trilogy? Is there going to be a Rogue One sequel? You know, like all these different things. And I'm like, can't we yes, just there was like... a Rogue One sequel. It was called A New Hope. <laughs> I was like, can't some things just like have a beginning, middle, and end? Um, nope. <laughs> so like this this is a different form of it that it makes sense uh the way they're going that why it's uh it's continuing to go but uh yeah um i'm really interested to see season three i'm really interested to see how this bu- book of boba fett show goes because that's, that's a little something... bit of a clunky title too because <laughs> it could either be really good or it could be just like pretty average and everyone's just like oh, the armor it's still cool I think we should call it Boba's book from now on. (laughs) Boba's book. Um, 
Yeah, and that and uh, Graham Off Gus. <laughs> Graham Off Gus in Boba's book. Yeah. But uh, Josh, where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, which I don't post on a lot, or Twitter, which I don't, I'm going to get bad, better at that, at J. Scott Sibley. But you can also find me um, with Instant Movie Reviews, which Instant Movie Reviews MN at, on Instagram, and Instant Movie Reviews on Facebook, and I think Instant Movie Reviews on YouTube as well. Um, so those come out uh, every Friday. We're doing a little movie, and uh, I think we're doing, well, Christmas is this Friday, so probably a Wednesday episode this week. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think people ask for a new episode of uh, Vincent Movie Reviews and want to know what Josh thought of uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on their <laughs> top of their Christmas list. So we'll probably have that come out earlier, but that's where you can find me. Yeah. And you can find me at Brandon Prosek on Twitter and Instagram. And please subscribe and check out more Entertainment Buffet on YouTube. Um, there's plenty of content coming out. Uh, and as well as just keep following the Entertainment Buffet podcast. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us, Josh. And uh, hope to have thanks you on again. Me. All right.